Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Jesse's Place Podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. And on today's episode, we are going to be focused on a real estate discussion, focusing on co-ops, condominiums, townhouses, and timeshares, and the different types of ownership. So let's get right into it. A lot of people ask me, what is the difference between a condo, a townhouse, a co-op, I don't really get asked too much about timeshares, but I'm definitely going to be throwing some info in that um, because I have been exposed to them already. So I'm going to share with you the info that I know about them and the different types of ownership. So the differences are are very, um, they're not extreme, but they do vary. Okay, so first I'm going to start talking about condos so condominium ownership is solely that the buyer of a condominium receives a deed as simple ownership of two things the living unit and the common interest elements in the building so you own the the living unit so let's call it an apartment for the sake of saying anything else so you own the apartment the space that you live in right and you own a interest in the common elements that the building holds. So let's say you sh- there's a pool in the building. Or let's say there's a playground in the building. You share common interest in those things. And your fees every month go towards the upkeep of the common elements in that building. Does that make sense? <laughs> so... Again, a condominium ownership means that a buyer receives a deed of fee simple ownership. I'm going to talk about the different forms of ownership a little bit later, but I really want to talk about first um, condominiums, co-ops, timeshares, and townhouses and how they differ. So um, a condominium owner, a buyer, I'm sorry, a buyer of a condominium receives a deed um, conveying fee simple ownership of the living unit, which is the apartment, from wall to wall. Okay, so wall to wall and inward. So you don't own the apartment that's attached to you on the outside, the other side of the wall. You own wall to wall inside of the apartment. You have ownership of those things. And you have a interest in the common elements of the building. Okay, so the common property also includes the hallways, the basements, the elevators, stairwells, driveways, or any private roads that lead to it, sidewalks, lawns, landscaping, And like I mentioned before, any recreational facilities that may be concluded in the condominium, okay? So one of the things that um, is common within a condominium ownership is that the owners are bound by the bylaws of a homeowners association. So when you purchase a condominium, you automatically are are buying into, are bound by the laws of the homeowners association. So every single person who is a owner of of a portion of that condominium are part of a homeowners association. Homeowners association. You all belong, no matter what. Okay, and as long as the rules the rules are not unreasonable, you know, then you should be able to you know take care of them. And the monthly fees that um you are going to be paying towards um the common elements um are usually used for the maintenance, insurance and management of the grounds. So once you when you purchase a condominium, you are 
also paying a homeowner's association fee. Okay, so keep that in mind. You're not just paying your monthly mortgage for the condominium. You are paying a monthly um, homeowner's association fee to maintain the common elements that are being used. And remember, I told you that the common elements include hallways, basements, elevators, stairwells, driveways, any private roads leading to the property, sidewalks. Remember, I said private roads, not public roads. Sidewalks, lawns, landscaping, and any of the recreational um, areas like I mentioned earlier, like playgrounds or swimming pool or tennis courts. Where I live, I live in a development where I own my home. It's a, it's, it's a private home, but I do share a common area with the people in my development. Like I share a, a pool and tennis court and I do play a homeowner's association fee. So much like owning um, a condominium, um, what differs is that my home is private and what I do um, within my home is private and in your condominium you you only own I own see I own the outside area of my home when you have the condominium you only own the wall-to-wall within your apartment inward so that's how it differs from having a, a private home that also has a homeowner association to being a condominium hope that makes sense I know it's a lot of info but <laughs> that, those are some of the things that come um with ownership of a condominium and some people really like um condominiums because they don't have to deal with the upkeep the upkeep of maintaining a larger home the outside of it everything's already taken care of for you so sometimes condominiums can be extremely attractive because of that you know you you usually have access to some really cool things that you don't have to upkeep like you don't have to take care of your pool and anyone who owns a pool knows that that's a lot of upkeep so condominiums are usually attractive for many reasons and um oh another thing is that if you don't pay your um homeowners association fee charges will be leaned against your individual um, unit and they could be enforced by foreclosure so when you when you're um uh, purchasing condominium, you need to make sure that you read whatever the bylaws. So the bylaws is just the word to describe the rules that you follow, um, for use of the common elements that are gonna be used um outside of your apartment. So you have to agree, um, to follow the bylaws. Okay, um. Some of the bylaws could be, you know, just making sure that you don't put trash in front of your door. Um, you know, it's, it's just to keep um, property value up and to make sure that everyone's maintaining um, their area, um, you know, so that it, it keeps it looking attractive. And you don't want to be, you know, totally invested into your space and then the space next door to you. You know, they're bringing your property value down by vandalizing their front door or, you know, vandalizing um, common element properties. So that's why um, homeowners are bound by the bylaws of the homeowners association to make sure that everyone is equally invested in the property and it maintains um, the 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 uh, property value overall for everyone. Okay. So that is condominium ownership. So next I want to talk to you about is co-op co-ops. Okay, a lot of people ask me, what is a co-op? Why why is it not the same as a condominium? I got you. <laughs> co-ops are extremely common in New York City. Okay. Uh, I live in New Jersey now. Um th- this this podcast episode is not state specific. Um, but you do want to find out what your bylaws are if you are interested 
and and purchasing a condo wherever you're listening wherever you're tuning in from um i know some places they don't even have condominiums um because i do have an international audience but for the people who do have access to condominiums please find out in your area what your bylaws are um so like i was saying you know i'm a native new yorker and co-ops are extremely popular in new york city um they're also found in new jersey um and one of the advantages is of owning co-op a co-op is the possibility that if enough owner occupants become financially unable to make prompt pay- payment of their monthly assessments the corporation might be forced to allow mortgage and tax payments to go unpaid through such defaults okay this is some notes that I took down for you the entire property could be ordered sold by the court in order for foreclosure so you got to be mindful of that so when you own a co-op a title to the land and building is held by the corporation, okay? And each purchaser, each buyer of an apartment in a building that is considered a co-op receives stock. So unlike a condominium, a condominium, remember I told you when you have a condominium, you receive a deed and you get fee simple ownership of the living unit, wall to wall and inward, and you get an undivided interest in the com- common elements in the building. When you get a co-op, you are receiving stock in the building, right? So you get a you get a title to the land. I'm sorry, you get a title to the land and building is held by the corporation. Okay, so whoever the corporation that owns the co-op building owns the title, land, and building, and you as a purchaser, you receive stock in the corporation and you get a proprietary lease i will discuss what a proprietary lease is later but you get a lease and you receive stock so it's different from um, fee simple ownership that you get from a condominium so your proprietary lease and the stock that you receive in the corporation gives you the purchaser the right to occupy your apartment Okay, so, okay, so as a, for condominium, you receive a deed, right, which is, and you receive fee simple ownership of the living unit, interior walls, inward, so wall to wall, inward, and you have a undivided interest in the common elements of the building, and a co-op, each purchaser of an apartment in the building receives stock in the corporation and a proprietary lease, which gives you, the buyer, the right to occupy your apartment. So I hope it's very clear. So with the, with the condo, you get a deed. With the co-op, you get a proprietary lease and stock. I know a lot of people are like, oh, I just thought they were just different forms of apartments. They are diff- they are def- technically different um, types of apartments, but if you look at them, a lot of buildings that are condos and co-ops look exactly the same. It's just how they're being sold. Okay, so if you get a co-op, you get a proprietary lease and a and a and a stock inside the actual corporation, and it gives you the right to occupy your apartment. As opposed to if you get a condo, you get a deed, and you get ownership in the building. So one of the good things about having a, a co-op is that you you have the option to make money off of stock. So when you're when your building value properly goes up, you get you get um 
you you get uh, uh, income, right? So those are one of the good things. So <clears throat> the the co-ops building. Okay, here's another thing too. The co-ops building, right? Real estate taxes are assessed against the corporation as the owner. So there is only one underlying mortgage on the entire real real estate taxes, mortgage, principal and interest, operating and maintenance exp- expenses are shared by the shareholders, you. So if you are a purchaser in a co-op, you share those fees. Okay, so let me say that again. As a co-op owner, each purchaser of the apartment receives stock in the corporation and a proprietary lease, which gives you the right to occupy your apartment. But also, you have to bear in mind that taxes, mortgages, principal, operating, and maintenance expenses of the property are shared by the tenant shareholders. So as a, at, when you receive stock, you automatically become a tenant shareholder. So this is paid in the form of monthly maintenance charges. So you, you have to pay monthly maintenance charges, but they are applied differently. And as a, co- a condominium owner, you pay your deed, you paid your mortgage, and then you pay um, maintenance charges for the common elements upkeep. And for your co-op, you are you as a tenant shareholder because you get stock and a proprietary lease. You um, pay the expenses of your property are shared as a tenant shareholder in the form of monthly maintenance chargers i know that's a lot of information but i'm hoping that you're seeing now the clear difference between a co-op and a condo um they're both you know attractive things um to to purchase and it's usually people um decide like basically you know what they can afford and what's more attractive to them and some of some people do it because of tax advantages um um, as the same like with a condominium, a condominium, you have all the advantages as if you own a private home. So the owner of a co-op also has all the income tax advantages of the owner of a single family home. So if you own a single family home, you should know what your tax advantages are. And if you own a co-op or a condo, you do benefit from as if you own a single family home. Um, I'll get into that to another episode. We're really not going to get into what the tax benefits are now. Um Another thing that you want to keep in mind is that many co-ops do not permit rentals because if the ratio of rentals is too high, a prospective buyer might find have diff- might might find difficulty getting financing because if you're charging too much high, let's say you're you're leasing your your co-op, right? And you're putting your rent for like $3,000, but everyone else pays $1,500 mortgage on their on their proprietary lease you're making it hard for a prospective buyer to come in and get financing yeah i know that sucks as opposed to a condominium you are allowed to sublease and you could do it at your leisure the same way my single family home if i wanted to rent my home for income i would not have to worry about bringing property value down or anything like that or um having to deal with another prospective buyer getting financing so that's one of the benefits of having a condominium as opposed to having a co-op. Okay. So yeah, so co-ops do not permit rentals as opposed to condominiums. You could um, do a sublease on your condom. Uh, let me see. Co-ops, um, they tend to develop somewhat differently from condominium occupancy. Um, long-term stability of tenants is common because they're not subleasing 
their um, space because they're not allowed to. Um, as opposed to condominiums, they're kind of like a revolving door because they're used most of sometimes they're used as investment properties and you could sublease your condominium. So that's another thing. Okay, so another thing that I wanted to talk to you about is townhouses. People usually ask me, um, what is a townhouse? And townhouses are very simple. Um, the, the t- a townhouse is just a term used to describe the architectural style in which the building shares a wall. So the same way that your co-op shares a wall with the apartment next to it, or the same way that your condominium shares a wall with the apartment next to it, a townhouse shares a wall with the house next to it. So that's what the word, um, that's what uh, the term townhouse means. Um, Townhouses, developments, they can be condominiums or um, all elements can be owned, fee simple. Um, they, They also include the land beneath the building. Um, in some cases, the townhouse um, owner even sh- owns a share in the common elements, just like a condominium. So they're extremely similar to condominiums, and ex- and like condominiums are ex- extremely similar to owning a a single family home. Okay, so let's see that commonality. So townhomes are extremely similar to owning a f- uh, a fee simple family, one single family home, and and also very sim- very um similar to owning a condominium as you. Um, do have ownership and, and share in common elements as like an, like an HOA you probably share a playground you probably share a pool or tennis courts or whatever the common elements are in that development so next uh, I have timeshares um, I have been exposed to timeshares recently in, in regards to wanting to um, uh, sublease or, or rent and the buyer of a timeshare how this works is that um the the purchaser they receive a fraction of a year's ownership or use of the property that's it so you can have a timeshare in a hotel a townhouse a single family detached home um a campground uh, or even a motel um i know a lot of um international uh big name hotels are now allowing for time sharing i don't know if you've gone to um, some hotels and they're like oh come with us for this um um seminar and we'll give you tickets to like a uh you know a nearby park pass or something like that and usually it's because they want to have um income all year and use of the property all year by sale of timeshare so they'll sell you you know a block of time within that hotel um for a certain amount of time throughout the year and you're allowed to use that time or you could you know extend it to a family member to use i mean that's how um you would have a part ownership in um and it's it's usually just time you don't have like literal um you know ownership of the actual building you have a a fraction of years ownership or use of the property i hope that that's pretty clear um in other words the owner has a true fee simple interest in the real estate i'll talk about fee simple later um but yeah so the concept is really popular, like the Caribbean, like I said, in Florida has a lot um, of places like that, the Poconos and, um, you know, other resort areas and like that. And the owner who, who you know, decides to invest in a timeshare, they can exchange, sell or rent the time slot. Um, you, but you'd have to find out whatever the restrictions are um, by the organization that is administering the property. So whoever you are. Um, receiving a fraction of the year's ownership or use of the property from, you would need to find out 
what restrictions are when it comes to exchanging, selling, or renting your time slot um, before you do that, okay? Uh, a lot of times we see these timeshares on Airbnb where we'll see like private ownership and people say, hey, I have, you know, my bungalow in the Caribbean um, rental for the week. And, you know, those are usually, if it's a private ownership and you're not going directly to the hotel, it's usually because it's a timeshare being rented, um, at the at the discretion of the organization who administers the property okay um and it's not unusual for it to be a designated time like you can't just wake up and say oh i'm gonna use this this day usually you your timeshare is only for a specific time um some places have it that you can use it for a specific season or for this amount of months throughout the year or for this amount of weeks throughout the year at any time or some have you can only use it for these weeks during these months or these months you know during this time this season so those vary um let's see let's see what else um okay so let's get into now that we understand what the difference between a condo a co-op a townhouse and a timeshare is i wanted to talk to you really quickly um about the different types of ownership okay so business ownership um i get a lot of business questions and a lot of investment property questions um after i have a podcast or just through my line of work as a real estate agent um and you know one of the things that i really want people to be really clear about um, is that ownership of real estate by an organization is treated very differently from ownership by people like me and you, okay? So some forms of ownership provide for real estate to be owned in its entirety by itself. Others provide for direct ownership of the real estate by its members, okay? So when I say that, I mean that businesses right organizations they can be partnerships or corporations so the purchase or sale of real estate by any business organ organization involves extremely complex uh legal questions and you would definitely need to get um legal legal counsel before you proceed okay so um okay so if you have a partnership right so a partnership is an association of two or more people to carry on business as co-owners and share in the business profits and losses, okay? So <clears throat> if you have a general partnership, all partners participate to some extent, okay? If you have a limited partnership, it includes general partnership, like the one I just mentioned, as well as limited partners, okay? So the business is usually run by the general partner or partners, and the limited partners don't participate in the, op in the operation, Okay? But each can be held liable for the business's losses only to the extent of his or her investment. So let's say you're, okay, let's say you're a general partner, right? And then you have limited partners. So you're, let's say there's, there's losses. You're responsible for the losses. The limited partners are also responsible, but only to the extent of their investment. So I've mentioned this before, if you listen to other podcasts, Let's say they invested a thousand dollars into the, you know, a rental property, investment property, and you know, for whatever reason it goes to foreclosure, you know, whatever the, the situation is, they're only limit, they're only liable for what they put into the business as a limited partner, 
as opposed to as being a general partner, you're responsible for everything. Okay, so they could only be held liable as a limited partner for the amount that they've invested. Cool. Got it. Good. And then corporations differ in that they are an artificial person, right? It's just a legal entity created under the laws of the state from which it receives a charter. Um, you would have to find out from your state how to become a corporation. Um, but corporations are a legal en- entity. So they can... Real estate ownership by a corporation is in severalty or as tenants in common. Okay? Um because if it's possible perpetual existence mean that it can you know exist on and on and on a corporation cannot hold real estate as a joint tenant so we should probably talk about joint tenancy before we go any further <laughs> but wait really quickly um wait wait a, a corporation just bear in mind right a corporation is a legal entity until it's formally dissolved okay so the death of one of the people who of one of the the, the officers or directors does not affect the title to the property that's owned by the corporation okay a corporation is managed and operated by its board of directors okay and individuals participate or invest in a corporation by purchasing stock because stock is personal property right stock is personal property shareholders do not have a direct ownership interest in real estate each shareholder's liability for the corporation losses usually is limited to the amount of his or her investment like i mentioned before so when i'm talking about corporations it's i'm going back to co-ops okay so just keep that in mind but really quickly i think that we should be talking about joint tenancy before we go any further i know it's a lot of information to um to grasp at one thing at at one at, at one sitting but um i think it's really important that we discuss the different types of tenancy um before we go any further so joint tenancy is when two or more people can choose to own property as joint tenants so the main feature of this is that it carries right of survivorship so the death of one person simply means that there's just one less person in the group that's it the remaining people the remaining joint tenants receive the share that was owned by the person who died who the by the deceased person Okay, so this means that the transfer occurs automatically. Okay, and it differs from tenancy in entirety is that tenancy entirety is usually for married couples. So the, the, the commonality is that oh, uh, married couples have right of survivorship and joint tenants have of right of survivorship, but they're not married. They are just um you know two or more people who can choose to own property together so if you wanted to own property with your best friends you would be you you know you could have joint tenancy with right of survivorship if you wanted um let's say you wanted to buy property with uh, a family member um you know you could have joint tenancy with right of with right of survivorship let's say you wanted to prop- to to pur- purchase property as tenants in common, right? So tenancy in common differs from joint tenancy. And I'm going to explain to you how. So when two or more people own a property and they do so as tenants in common, each owner has an undivided interest in the whole property. Okay? So although a tenant in common may hold, say, a half or a third interest in the property, it is impossible to distinguish which specific half or third of the property is owned. So tenants in common don't necessarily have equal shares, <clears throat> but, it, but 
each tenancy, each tenant in common, each owner can sell, convey, mortgage, or transfer that interest without the consent of the other co-owners. So upon the death of a tenant in common, that interest passes to his or her heirs. So the difference in that tenancy in common is that there each to each tenant owns a specific share, but it's it's very hard to decipher exactly which share physically you own, but you own an interest in the property and there is no right of survivorship. A tenant in common will devise, will leave their interest to whoever their heir is or whoever the or devisee, they like to call it, okay? So whoever their heir is, they have the right to pass it on. There is no right of survivorship. Their portion is not being passed on to the, to the person who is still alive and, and owning their share of the property. So let's say a tenant in common wants to dissolve the ownership, right? But the other parties don't want to, right? That, that tenant in common, they could file a, a, a court motion to partition the property, okay? All right? So if, if the land itself, if it can't be divided into separate parcels, if the court's a if the court determines that the land can't be actually divided into parts, it orders the real estate and to be sold, and then the proceeds have to d- be divided among the co-owners according to their fractional interest. So let's say there's three tenants in common and they all own a third, so then they would split um, the, the, um, the proceeds equally among um, the three of them, Okay. So that's how tenancy in common and joint tenancy differ. Um, okay, so let's talk about tenancy and severalty, okay? So tenancy and severalty is when um, um, that person, right? The person is it pos- possesses sole ownership, okay? So that's tenancy and severalty. So sever- severalty means that all of the interest is severed from other people. So when that when that person passes away, the title to the property will pass on to whoever they leave it to. Usually a person that they name in their will. Okay? So that's tenancy and severalty. Is is when it's just sole ownership and they own that um ownership is is tenancy and severalty. That means that that person when that person dies, the title passes on to someone else and they have complete ownership, sole ownership of that property. Okay? So let's see. Okay. Oh, te- oh, let's get back to tenancy in entirety. Um, tenancy in entirety is a tenancy between husband and wife. Okay. The distinguishing factors of this tenancy is that the owners must be husband and wife when they receive the property. The owners have rights of survivorship. And unlike, unlike tenancy in common, there is no right to have the property partitioned. Okay. And when a when a couple gets divorced, the tenancy by the entirety is broken and they become tenancies in common. But if they are still married, they are considered tenancy by the entirety. Okay? So I hope that different types of tenancy gave you some um input into when you want to purchase, how you wanna if you wanna be, you know, sole ownership. If um, you want to have a tenancy by the entirety, if you're married, um, if you want to be a tenant in common or you want to have joint 
joint um, tenancy where you um, have right of survivorship or you want tenants in common where you're where you have the right to have the property partitioned if you no longer want to uh, be part of the property and you will have the um the land uh divided and sold equally and the proceeds divided amongst each other and uh business ownership of real estate um usually our sole proprietorship um sole proprietorship is a business owned by one individual but if you have a partnership i told you about general partnership being that um all partners participate to some extent in the operation and management of the business and they may be held person personally liable and if you have a limited partnership then you are also there's also general partnership and the limited partnership just means that you um do uh, participate in in the running of the business but you are not held responsible for the complete losses only the um amount that you invested in so if you only invested a thousand bucks then you're only liable for a thousand bucks corporations if you're a corporation it's just a legal entity um created under the laws of the state and it's operated by board of directors uh that's what um co-ops are um managed under and I told you that a condominium ownership is when you receive a deed, okay? You receive a deed that gives you um, ownership of the living unit wall-to-wall inward and undivided interest in the common elements. And the co-op gives you, ownership gives you a, uh, the purchaser receives um, stock in the corporation and a proprietary lease, which gives the purchaser the right to occupy his or her apartment and townhome, much like condominium is the, uh, word to describe the actual architectural style of the building in which the building shares a party wall. Okay. So townhouse developments can also be condominium condominiums and all elements can be owned fee simple. Like I discussed earlier, or, and they also can include um, the land beneath the building. And in most cases, the townhouse owner shares the common elements, just like a condominium owner where they share um, interest in common elements and timeshares. I told you that um, the buyer of a timeshare receives a fraction of a year's ownership and use of the property so be very mindful when you are getting into a timeshare um there are definitely some restrictions a lot of them you cannot just use them at your leisure you definitely um are um given an allotment of time and so be very mindful of doing that okay um and let's see uh okay and um remember uh tenancy by entirety is a special joint tenancy for properly property acquired by husband and wife and divorce changes their ownership to tenancy in common okay um joint tenancy involves two or more owners with right of survivorship upon the death of one owner that person's share passes to their remaining co-owners um or co-owner uh let's see let's see let's see okay oh also under tenancy in common remember an individual owner may sell his or her interest and has the right to leave any share designated to their heirs and uh let's see what else um but yeah um i think i covered everything when it comes to um condominiums and co-ops um condominiums and co-ops 
for home owning are becoming more frequent because of the scarcity of land in especially in New York City. So, you know, that's changing the way that people, you know, buy homes. But both terms, condominium and co-ops, refer to the forms, forms of ownership and not to the type of buildings involved, okay? So condos and, and co cooperatives, um, both terms refer to the forms of ownership and not to the type of buildings involved. Um, let's see, condominiums provide fee simple ownership of the living unit and undivided interest and common elements. The owner may mortgage the unit receive an individual tax bill and arrange homeowners insurance um and the, oh another thing to remember is that if you own a condominium you bear no direct financial liability for any unit next to you okay that, that whatever's going on next door has nothing to do with you um the management of common elements is done by the homeowners association okay which you pay monthly fees to bylaws are provided for you to follow to maintain the condition and restrictions of the common areas. The owner of a co-op apartment receives shares in the corporation that owns the actual building and a proprietary lease to your apartment. Each owner shares responsibility for the debts of the corporation, okay? So the board of directors has the right to reject prospective buyers for financial and other reasons that are not discriminatory and to prohibit rentals except under certain circumstances. Remember when I mentioned earlier that it's very rare that you can rent out your um, co-op as opposed to a condominium, you can, okay? And then last but certainly most not least, the townhouse I told you only refers to the architectural style in which you share a common party wall and the timeshare involves the purchase of a resort or vacation property for a portion of the year. And as always, I want to thank you guys for tuning in and stay tuned. I hope that you enjoyed um, discovering what the difference between uh, condos, co-ops, timeshares and townhouses are. And I hope that I was able to give you so much good information so that when you are out there looking for a condo or a co-op, you know what the differences are and you have the power to pick how you want to live. Hi guys, welcome to Jesse's Place, a safe space where I, your resident realtor and serial entrepreneur, provides you with info on life, experiences, empowerment, lifestyle, knowledge, business info, and of course, everything real estate. Now let's get into it. And as always, remember, challenge yourself to become the person you want to become, stretch, and be ready to fail. The right people will value you in the right way. Practice humility. And when you make room to speak about what exists in the present, you no longer have time left for the past. Manifest and stay blessed. Live purposefully and with intention. Till next time subscribe leave a review and i thank you and i will see you next time thank you